what is black and white and black and white and black and white and black and white and black and white? A zebra? A penguin rolling down a hill. Oh. Now what's black and white and laughing? What? The penguin that pushed him. (laughs) Mean! That's mean! (laughs) It's funny, but it's mean. (laughs) Oh, see, aren't you glad that I brought the best of jokes forward for our return to recording? I am. And speaking of returns to recording, hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad, that is his stupid joke, or I guess two jokes of the recording session. And yes, uh, we are back. No longer having pre-recorded episodes. We are back on a weekly release. I have officially moved. I'm in a whole new place. So um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a whole new thing. Yeah, Blue has officially joined the present instead of living in the past, like an Albertan peasant. Yes, we are now in the same time zone. I'm now in a much more convenient time zone with the twins as well. One of them I am currently in the same time zone as, and the other one is, I think, an hour and a half out because she's in Newfoundland, and Newfoundland is the only place in the world that's a half hour out because they're special. Just, just what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. They're just that little bit further than New York, so they were like, mm. We'll add a half hour. Oh, so they're not even an hour and a half out. They're just half an hour out. Because we're in the same time zone as New York. Okay, well, there you go then. They're just a half hour out. Welcome to the East Coast time zone. Yeah. It's weird. It's very different here. I'm further south than I have ever lived. Because where I was in Alberta, I was on the same latitude as I was in the UK. And now I'm in, like, France. And it's very, like, hot. And I'm not used to it. Aw, poor Blue. It's still Canada. It's not hot at all. But, you know, to me, this is tropical. Aw, poor Blue. I know. I I deal with much more tropical, so I don't want to hear it. I know. Uh, It's so fucking hot. So humid today. It's been raining all fucking week because of the damn tropical storms coming into Florida. So it's just been hot and humid and life sucks. It's been Mm. a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But thankfully, I'm on vacation. Life is grand. Yes. Yes, holiday time. It's holiday time. Tomorrow's my birthday. It is the best holiday of the year. The most important holiday of the, the year, important. lest we forget. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I should have included a birthday card in your package, but I forgot that uh, your birthday card is sitting on my desk, which is very useful for you. Nah, it's fine. I didn't think to post it with that. <laughs> Speaking of, you need to get me your address so I can get you all of your shit posted so that yes. way you can actually... You know, have it by winter, which is fastly approaching considering you live in Canada. It is, yeah. Well, not, uh, I don't know. This winter is going to be interesting for me because apparently it doesn't get anywhere near as cold, but you get more snow because where I was in Alberta, it was so cold that it got past the point of snow. Snow kind of happens between like two degrees and minus 10 degrees. That's kind of the, the, the good temperature for snow. If it's anything colder than that, the air just crystallizes so any moisture in the air just crystallizes um which is where you see those videos of people like throwing boiling jugs of water out and then it turning into like a puff you know Mm -hmm. that that's in like minus i don't know 30 i'd say probably comfortably and in alberta it got so cold quite often that it was just too cold for snow so we probably only got about a foot foot and a half of snow every year Hmm. whereas out here 
it kind of sticks in that like minus five, minus seven range for pretty much the entire winter. Uh-huh. And apparently because of that, you get so much more snow. So we'll see. Interesting. So yeah. what I'm hearing is, is that I need to fulfill my lifelong dream. So do you think mom and dad will let me come over and throw some boiling water into the air at some point? They would love to host you. And I don't actually think that we've ever done it, despite knowing that it happens and having seen videos of it. I don't think we've actually ever done it. So we need to make this happen yeah. at some point because I've always seen it done. And for some reason, it fascinates me. The part yeah. of my brain that hates science but really wants to see this shit happen in real life yeah, means I need to see this at some point. It's because it's a Dr. Stone type experiment, isn't it? It's just a fun, <laughs> stupid really experiment. Is. We can be Chrome for we once in be. our lives. We can yes. be Chrome. Yeah. Oh, I miss Dr. Stone. Yeah, we need a new season already. Yeah. Speaking of, so I've been seeing a lot of like GIFs and TikToks of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and I mm-hmm. just really want to fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to throw that onto the schedule, but that's that's going to be such a fucking watch. I don't know. How, how would we do that? Do we need like a Full Metal Alchemist month? Like, is that a thing? I feel like we could do that. And then I don't know if you would want to watch both and do a comparison or if you just would want to watch Brotherhood. I would say do Brotherhood first and then Mm -hmm. at some point later do just regular Full Metal Alchemist. Just Mm -hmm. because for one, Brotherhood is the fan favorite all across the board pretty much. Yeah, But also, like. it's 65 episodes, whereas yeah. regular Full Metal Alchemist, I think, is 25. So it would be feasible to do Full Metal Alchemist in like a, or Brotherhood in like a full chunk. Yeah. And then as we get like your school schedule and recording and everything figured out at that point, then try to figure out how to go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Yeah, I I haven't actually brought up what we're going to be covering today. It's in the title, so you probably already know. But we are going to be doing the first season of New Game. The second season is already out and on Crunchy. Same with the first season. So if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I highly recommend it. It's such a good watch to like Mm -hmm. just kind of ease back into things. I watched it dubbed. It was fun. I had a great time. This this was a good little anime to watch. It really is quite good. It kind of reminds me in the structural sense of K-On. It takes place over- The OP and ED reminded me a lot of K-On. Really? Okay. So we both got those those vibes. vibes? Yeah. 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 I both kind of got those vibes. Like the, the structural sense takes place over a year. And the way that they do the sketches, the episodes are kind of like a small block. And then there is a linear plot line, but the linear plot line is kind of parallel to the to the important focus of the episode, which is a short story. And then like it's threaded through the year's timeline, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. which I thought was incredibly similar to the way that they structured K-On! and a couple of other of these slice of life style animes. Yeah, this was... This like stretched across about six months mm-hmm. and it kind of felt like it at times, but the other times it'd be like, oh, this could be like a week to week thing. Yeah. Oh no. It was an it was an interesting timeline. However, it was cool to see how everything progressed. It was fun. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept. I don't think I've ever I mean, it's kind of like making an anime on an anime. You know what I mean? How to make an anime the anime. Pretty much. Which I'd be down to watch. Speaking of, so there is a New anime that's being released that follows voice actresses. 
Ooh. So that's a handy dandy piece of news that I found out this week. And apparently the trailer is, or like the teaser trailer has been revealed. And apparently it's slated to come out, I think, in October. That's definitely one to watch for us then. Uh, Yes, it's going to be very meta and very fun. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Any other news? Always more news. We more have like news. we have like three weeks worth of news to catch up on. I was going to say it has been such a time. <laughs> it has so much busy stuff. Uh, yeah, the whole world's gone to shit since we last recorded as well. Yes, world has gone to shit. Everything is burning again. I, how many times have we said that during the duration of this podcast? Well, we started the podcast. Was it pre? It was pre-COVID. Was it pre-COVID? No, it, COVID began in January, and we started this bitch in March. Right. So it was like just after. So COVID is older than this podcast. That's just really weird that's to really, think about. Yeah. So, cons- so basically, since we started this podcast, the world has consistently gone downhill. Yeah. Which is much. great for us. Yeah. Good energy that we're putting out here, right? Right. But yeah. at the same time, though, I mean it. We picked a great time to jump on this train, though. Yeah. Because why not Why not try to make the world a little bit brighter by talking about anime? Yeah. Or shitting yeah. on anime, depending or, on the Or anime. shitting on anime. Speaking of which, you remember how I was doing those dropped percentages? Yes, I was going to ask if you checked the drop percentage for this one. I have, actually, for this one, and I'll get to uh-huh. that when I start talking about the stats. But I went back, and I only got to episode 18, so I haven't done all of them yet. In fact, I've got quite a few more. But mm-hmm. so far, the one with the biggest drop percentage is something that you're going to you're gonna love, uh, is, is Dive. Fuck yeah! Yeah, it's got a 20.72% drop rate. Oh my god, it deserves it. It's so it's, bad. It's more than double anything else. The second highest is Are You Lost with a 9.7. Aw, boo. I know, I think it's just because the episodes are so short. Yeah, but... Actually, you know what? Just because of that, I'm going to throw Aho Girl onto the schedule just so you can check the... The drop drop rating for that one. Yeah. Because it's also incredibly short, but it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested oh to God. compare them because I find Are You Lost hilarious, but it seems like I'm one of one of the few that do because that's a very high drop rate. Fuck it. We'll do that next week. I yeah. don't know what I have on the schedule for next week, but Aho Girl's going on the schedule. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't even know what I have scheduled. Who knows? Anyway, next piece of news. Our our worst fears have been realized. Oh, no. Funimation has officially mm. acquired Crunchyroll. Boo! Anime Monopoly! Boo! Sad day! Yeah. However, I am at least hoping from a uh, like application standpoint, hopefully the two can finally come together and make an app. Or something that's just going to run so much smoother than what we're used to. Yeah. Because one works so much better on PC than it does on mobile. And one works so much better on mobile than it does on PC. So maybe the two can come together and make something that's going to actually fucking work for both. Yeah. I'm just worried now about the um, subscription rates increasing. Uh, Apparently they're not going to because they need to be able to still compete with things like netflix Netflix and other streaming services disney plus is stupid fucking cheap for all the content that you get with it yeah so i think they're gonna be i think they're gonna try to keep it competitive also crunchyroll and funimation are relatively inexpensive as it is that's true for a streaming service they do run on the on the cheaper side for their like just regular 
Yeah, I think Crunchy runs at the same price as Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. And Crunchy has such a vast backlog of anime. So it it makes sense. Yeah, and um, Crunchy has it in so many different languages as well. I mean, I know that others have things in different languages too, but like, I feel like it's more accessible through a country. I see them more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And while I know with Funimation, I don't know what it is with their licensing or distribution rights, but I know whenever I watched New Game initially, I watched it on Funimation, dubbed, Mm -hmm. which is why I watched it dubbed again this time. And it was no longer on Funimation. It was on Crunchy. So I don't know if they fucked up the DVD release, like what they did with ReZero, and so they just lost the rights to it altogether. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Something somewhere is getting fucked up. Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder what they're going to do. I mean, I suppose they're probably going to try and keep Crunchy and Funimation as two separate companies and try and keep them separate and just have the same like parental figure, the umbrella figure at the top. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to how the rights are going to go now because they're still going to need to be competitive with each other because they're not merging. Not certain on that one i don't know if they're actually going to come together or what the deal is i guess only time will tell i feel like it would be silly for them to merge because quite a few people have both subscriptions like most anime watchers i know if they're going to get a a subscription they tend to go for both funimation and crunchy and so there's a like common viewer in them and if they merge they're going to lose those common viewers because they're only going to be going to be paying for one subscription mm-hmm. i feel like it would be a, a bad move to merge the two companies i feel like at the very least they will not merge them until whatever contract they have with verve is done right because verve is a mixture of the catalogs of both crunchy and funimation yeah so with that being said i feel like it would at least be wise to wait until that runs out and yeah. then merge the two in some shape form or fashion you know what i could see i hmm. could see them because you know you have you have crunchyroll audience you have a funny funimation audience and you have the combined audience i could see them doing a deal where it's like if you have a crunchyroll subscription it's only a couple more dollars kind of like it is for the like crunchyroll executive or whatever it is where you can download unlimited amount of crunchyroll episodes whatever's on crunchy Mm-hmm. I feel like they might do that, but for a package, you can then get Crunchyroll and Funimation because that will probably gain them more dual audience and then give their current people who like both, give them like a, oh, you know, we're getting a bonus and so they're going to become more loyal. And then I could see more people then going for both packages. And then because it's a monthly payment, they're actually probably going to make a fair profit out of doing that. Or I'll take your idea and raise you one. Mm -hmm. So let Crunchy continue to handle the Japanese licensing and production Mm -hmm. of the DVDs and stuff like that. Let Funimation handle all of the dub licensing and stuff like that and continue on with that path and also continue working on the streaming services Mm -hmm. to kind of up the game of that and then have a kind of tiered option for your subscription payment either have a sub option a dub option or for like three or four dollars more have a combined option to where you get the catalogs of both right because some people are very 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 sub exclusive or dub exclusive and some people like me i'm partial to however the fuck i watch the show to begin with right 
So therefore, I would much rather pay an extra four or five dollars and cut two subscriptions and just just have one rather than, you know, just keep paying for multiple. And it's a better way to kind of streamline everything and have everything all together under one umbrella. I wonder about the legalities of that, because wouldn't that be considered like bad for language and and language like i don't know if there's like specific language laws and distribution of film and media as to like if you're producing something it has to be able to be accessible for subtitles or language like to a certain extent i don't know if you could withhold it for more of a payment from someone but you have the option because again the dub would obviously have a subtitle option for those that are you know hearing disabled yeah. Like the closed captions are always going to be an option regardless yeah. of whether you're watching subbed or dubbed. And the translation is going to be exactly the same regardless. Yeah. So I don't foresee that necessarily being an issue. I think it just kind se. of, yeah, it's a bit of a gray area, a bit of a blurred line. I don't know if there's any legalities, but I could see there being a legality of not being able to withhold subscription or um, a language from someone for profit. Um, I think that's the thing is it would be for profit. And I think that's where the line might blur because I know that obviously you can release anything in whatever language you want and that's not an issue. It's the withholding language or withholding subscript uh, uh, subtitle for profit. That's where I get like, oh, maybe there's a law there, but I don't know. Well, up until a couple of years ago, it was very widely known. If you want to watch something subbed, you go to Crunchy. And if you want to watch something dubbed, you go to Funimation. Yeah. And that was how things were separated. Both streaming services got both versions. One would just be subbed and one would just be dubbed. And also, Mm -hmm. is it realistically for profit whenever you pay $8 for Crunchy and $9 for Funimation? So that's like a total of, what, 17 bucks or... Mm -hmm. You can choose either one or the other for like eight bucks or pay an extra five to get both. Yeah, I could see so that. So I, I don't necessarily see that being a for-profit thing. But then again, who who knows how all yeah, this is going to fucking play out. I, I have no clue. Yeah, one thing I am quite interested on is their merch stores. I wonder if they currently use the same distributor or if they're going to, like if they use different distributors and then they're going to merge. Because that's one thing I see with most companies is that merch and um like products tend to end up then being moved to the same warehouse to save money and the same distribution stuff so i'm wondering now if you're going to start seeing like the, the merch that's coming out of crunchyroll being branded the same as the stuff from funimation and they might develop a, a co store between the two because i feel like that's probably one of the first areas you'll see emerge if it does happen I hope not, considering the lawsuit that Funimation is currently going through with their website being not very feasible for the blind people. Yeah. So who who knows? However, I could see that potentially becoming a thing from a Mm -hmm. distribution perspective. However, I am often curious how Crunchyroll does their distribution and if a lot of their stuff is Mm Japanese-based, because their stuff is, especially their figures, are priced significantly higher than other places and i get it they're high quality statues yeah. however is it really worth two to three times the money so i wonder if they're actually sourced from japan or what their marketing production and distribution is on a lot of their stuff mm. because crunchy has some very like exclusive and top-notch merchandise being made so i'm often curious of where that's actually sourced from where they get it from and why do you think you could end up seeing a kind of um, 
I don't really know how to wear this, but kind of like one site becomes like designer anime and the other site becomes kind of like cheap anime in a way. Because um, that, when with you saying that, it kind of makes me wonder if that's going to be the case in the sense that like Crunchyroll has higher figurines and then they might do like pure cotton t-shirts and, and that kind of stuff. And then, but it's still the same company. It's like a Gap, Old Navy and... Banana Republic are all the same company. It's just they're different levels of quality and different price ranges. Um, and I feel like I could see the same thing happening between anime products being released from um, uh, Funimation, maybe being a bit cheaper and Crunchy being more expensive or vice versa. I don't foresee that necessarily being a thing, considering how many other companies are getting licensing to anime merchandising. Right. Places like Hot Topic and hell, even Walmart. And Amazon have officially licensed anime merch. Yeah. So ultimately, all I want to come out of this is just a better viewing experience for all anime fans, especially as anime is becoming more mainstream or at least available to a wider audience. And that's what I'm hoping this has the ability to bring on, you know, that kind of more widespread availability Mm -hmm. for people because again some anime are region locked from one or the other depending on the streaming service so hopefully this just makes it more available yeah for everyone regardless of what happens as long as a lot of the technical issues are fixed and prices and everything don't get too fucked i i'm okay with whatever happens just so long as the landscape of anime doesn't change but the quality of the landscape of anime continues to grow Mm -hmm. and get better yeah well i guess we'll see in a few months who knows also on the notice or whatever the fuck i'm trying to say of the anime landscape cartoon network and warner brothers are teaming up to co-produce an original anime oh okay I'm excited. I don't know what the hell's going to happen, but it's yeah. Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers, so I'm excited. Yeah. I, I have no clue what it's going to be about. I don't know what they're doing, but it, who knows? It could be fun. They're classifying it as anime. Yes. It is classified as an original anime. Interesting. Because I know there's that whole debate about The Last Airbender mm-hmm. uh, as to whether or not that's anime or not. I think considering it was made here, even though they brought in Japanese animators, scripters, and whatnot, Mm -hmm. since it wasn't like entirely made by a Japanese studio Mm -hmm. or made in Japan, a lot of people have a issue with that. But it's still not, I don't believe that Nickelodeon classified it as anime. I think ultimately anime is just going to be classified by however its publisher kind of produces it. Right. So, considering Cartoon Network, even though Cartoon Network is what it is, the fact that it's actually being boasted as anime, mm-hmm. then I I guess it's classified as anime. Who knows? Yeah, because I'm interested as to what the public's definition of anime is, considering that I think it's been quite established that it's not just an art style, especially considering the vast like range of art styles that there have been with anime throughout the years so i don't think you can classify it specifically as an art style i'm also not entirely sure that you can anymore classify it as a cartoon coming out of japan because you do see people calling korean and sometimes french you know um 
cartoons, you see them classifying them as anime as well. So I'm not entirely sure what the general public considers, to, especially what our general public in North America and in Europe and Australia and places, what we consider anime to be. Well, at this point, we all know the anime community, no matter how you want to look at it, has a very huge problem with something called gatekeeping. Yeah, true. So, and we are one of the absolute worst. Well, us in the video game community, which, mm. that, anyway. So, I think the general public are going to have their own opinions. However, if, again, if the companies that are working on it are actually saying it's an anime, fuck it, it's an anime. We don't have any right to necessarily argue that fact. Right. But we all have opinions, so whether we like it, don't like it, how we feel about it, whether it feels like an anime or not, who knows? Mm-hmm. But that's all for us to decide and for us to decide whether we want to cover it on this podcast, which if we do cover it on the podcast, I guess we classify it as an anime. Who fucking knows? Yeah, well, because I mean, I like it. it is such a debate now because you can't even say that it's necessarily a 2D thing. You know? No, because of the, the like, 3D introduction of 3D and CGI exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and it, and I mean, what happens if you take a team of people and you go to Japan? You get funded by Japanese people, so the the money is Japanese. The place where it's being produced is Japanese, but the team of people aren't Japanese. They make an anime, release it in J- in Japan in Japanese, then release it in North America. Is that considered an anime? Because it's an animation of the same art style that you can't even really classify itself because that's such so broad. But it was released in Japan, but the team of people that wrote it, drew it, voiced it, it maybe voiced it, they were Japanese, I don't know. Is that an anime? Like, the, the, it's such a blurry line for people that I don't know how to be like, this, this is where it is, that's an anime, this isn't anymore. Who knows? Curious. Very curious. Find out next time. I don't know. <laughs> No, I want to know your guys' opinions that are listening. It's been a little while since we've been able to interact with you as quickly as we have, obviously, because the last few episodes were pre-recorded. So be sure to drop your thoughts in the comments, either on the website or down below the video if you're listening on YouTube, or hit us up on those DMs on Twitter or Instagram, because, yeah, we're very, very curious, especially about this subject. I feel like this is such a personal response. Everybody's going to have a slightly different like, thought process on on how to classify things. So I'm very interested. Yeah, I'll make sure Blue reads all of them. Yes, he will. Because I will forget, and then he'll be like, hey, you remember this thing that you talked about? And I'll be like, oh, yes, I do. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, you you did this. This is on you. It's on me. So you, you, get, to, you get to deal with it. You lay in the bed that you made. <laughs> and last and final piece of news. So Comey Can't Communicate officially has a release date for October 6th, and I'm so excited. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait for this adorable little anime. I'm pumped. I need something good to watch week to week besides Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently the My Hero Academia film has absolutely kicked off in Japan and opened its highest ratings in the box office out of the whole series. Like, it has blown all of that out of the water. Nice. So, it's kicking ass. Yeah, good. So, I'm excited. It needs to hurry up and come out here in the States so I can see it before COVID decides to lock shit down again. Yes. Yeah. I <sighs> don't think I have any theaters that are open in near me yet, but where I'm at is doing okay. And most people are getting vaccinated very quickly. Canada's doing quite well with vaccines. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. <laughs> 
I am very upset because we have a certain asshole friend that lives in the UK that has the ability to watch Jose the Tiger and the Fish, and mm. I'm jealous because I want to see that shit again. Yeah. Now, whether or not they have theaters open over there like we had talked about before, uh, that's a different story. However, it, he has the ability to see it, and it makes me upset because I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. I don't actually uh, know about cinemas in the UK. I don't either. Who knows? Who I know knows? that things are kind of like slowly opening up more and more over there, at least from the wrestling YouTube channel that I watch mm-hmm. that's based out of the UK. Yeah. So I I don't know. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Shall we jump into our topic for the week? Yes. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. So New Game was initially a manga that was written by Shotaro Tokuno. Its original run was from January 28th of 2013 to present. It is still currently running and currently at a total of 12 volumes. The anime was directed by Yosuyuki Fujiwara. Its original run was from July 4th of 2016 to September 26th of 2017 for a grand total of 12 episodes. The studio is Dogakobo. And we just covered them the other week, and I can't remember what the fuck they're known for. Hold on. I'm very bad at looking shit they up. They are known Umaru-chan. for umaru Yes. That's right. That's what it was. Oh, hey, look at that. I can actually do some really quick research. Trying to see if there's anything else that I know. You know, I don't know if there will be. I mean, not trying to take a dig at you, but a lot of the stuff that they've made is outside your realm of what you would actually like to watch. How dare you? Am I wrong? No, you're not at all wrong. <laughs> Sometimes I throw shit on the schedule and I'm like, you know, Blue, like this is just definitely outside her realm of what she would watch. She might hate me for this. Who knows? I like it, though, because it means that I really do get like a full expansion of my anime. I feel like it's very easy to get stuck in a in a hole, in a genre. And uh, it's kind of nice to have somebody there to be like, no, you have to sit down and watch this thing that you're going to wrinkle your nose at. But after you start watching it, you go, oh, okay, that wasn't actually that bad. And then you start exploring a whole new bubble and then you get lost in that bubble and you forget about the previous bubble that you were in. You know what I mean? Right. It's a good time. Oh, no, I, I totally get it because that's kind of, you know, very easy for anime watchers to kind of fall down that rabbit hole of I like this and only like this. I don't want to watch anything else. I feel like humans tend to do that a lot. I feel like I know a lot of people that do that with food or music or clothing styles. Like I feel like we we find a thing that we like and we hold on to that thing and we just do that one thing for a long time and then we're like, oh wait a second, there was all of this other shit that we could have done as well that we've just ignored for the past ten years. Right? Yeah. So, I got one more joke before we get into discussions. Okay. I told my daughter, go to bed. The cows are sleeping in the field. She said, what's that got to do with anything? And I said, that means it's past your bedtime. Oh, God. That was bad. (laughs) That was really bad. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, I'm so pleased with myself. Okay, well, back, I'm leaving that where it is, back to New Game. 
So like we said, the, we are covering season one today with 12 episodes. It is rated a PG-13, so parental guidance is advised if you're under the age of 13. And uh, on my anime list, it scored a 7.59 out of 10. On Anime Planet, a 4.2 out of 5 or an 8.4 out of 10. It has a dropped rate of 3.09 according to the information that was given to me from Anime Planet. So, yeah, a pretty... Hell yeah! Yeah, not not such a bad drop rate. It's obviously not in the, like... I'm trying to think what had a really... Not really... in the sevens or eights, like no. Umaru-chan and Prison School and yeah, stuff like that. it's very similar drop rate to Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai and ReZero Part 1. Uh, part the the first you know what i mean yeah but it's still not quite as low as jujitsu kaisen which has less than a one yeah uh well yeah uh most of the things that have really really low drop rates are films obviously because people will just start the film and then they'll watch it even if it's shit all the way through so it's not so good for being able to tell how good a film's quality is and obviously the more episode something is if it's too core then the higher chance of it having a drop rate is because people get distracted especially if they're watching it weekly knowing me it's very easy (laughs) you right um so drop rating is definitely not something that is you know a, a consistent stat if i were in university i would probably get some marks off for that considering the fact that there are not the same amount of episodes depending on each thing it's just a general idea but this uh, uh 3.09 is a very good average average along across the board kind of kind of stat it's not brilliant it's not bad it's just kind of there yeah which I think is fitting for New Game. It's a slice of life. Not everyone's going to love it, but uh, it's got some really cute moments. There's quite a bit, I will say there's quite a bit of um, plot in it. <laughs> so You don't say. Yeah, so like I said, that PG-13 rating is justified because of that. But yeah, okay, so it is a, a game, slice of life, comedy kind of genre, and it is based around uh, Alba, who is a 18-year-old high school graduate who's going off into the workforce for the first time, and she has been hired at a gaming company that is producing the third installment of a series of games that she has been a fan of since she was a child. She is working under one of the game designers that she has been a huge fan of since she was a child because of this particular series, and it's it's just kind of skits and um, short little story bits along with the linear story of them completing the game. Each episode kind of has its own little story or sometimes two stories within it. But like I said, that is that that consistent theme going through of them actually completing the game. It's a very sweet, very funny anime. It's got some good jokes in there. And uh, I feel like it's very solid if you like Slice of Life. If you're very interesting in the, interested in the behind the scenes of gaming or you're a gamer yourself, you, this will probably be right up your alley. It's a cast of girls. So, um, yeah, they're a girls team that's designing the game. So that's something. I don't know what you want to make of that, but it's a thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I feel like that's, that's all the background. So much fun. Right? I enjoyed yeah. it. Okay. It, it was a good time. So, spoiler chicken hats on. Chicken hat. Chicken hats on. on. Yeah. And let's, uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about episode by episode or do you want to just talk about our favorite skits and then do the linear story? Uh, I mean, it's one of those things. I don't feel like this is like necessarily worth an episode by episode thing because it's so linear. It's just kind of an overarching story of they're making a game and it's really just Alba just kind of starting and growing with the people around her and everyone else 
you know, just kind of working towards completing the game and her progression as an artist. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought that it was very interesting how right in the beginning they actually had her just like reading out of programming and, and game design books and, and just practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of my favorite things was seeing her progression of her character design and how they showed that in the anime all the way through. Yeah, because she went from it taking her over a week to make one model to where by the time the six-month period was over, she had made over 50. Yes. Yeah, and uh, uh, had made one, like, most of the time she was making just, like, NPCs, but then she ended up making, uh, well, still an NPC, but, like, a a storyline character, you know? Yeah, and not only that, but one of the more popular storyline characters by the time it was all said and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. when the game's finally released, it's quite cool to be able to to see everything come together from all of the different characters' perspectives. It's uh, quite a project that you follow through and you kind of get attached to yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, I kind of wanted to play it by the time 100%. it was all said. It gave me huge Final Fantasy vibes, and I think that's probably what they were going for. Oh, 100%. Especially the, like, newer one where it's, like, chibi characters playing through. Yeah. Like, I'm a big fan. Yeah, 100%. Very, very interested. Would play myself. Yes. Oh, especially with the trailer. They did not have to go that hard for the trailer at the convention. No. Oh, my God. You know, that was so enough, good. I was thinking that same thing about the clip of the movie when they went to go see the movie, and uh, the Magical Girls film. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, they they actually released like a Magical Girl film scene mm-hmm. in this anime. Why They didn't need to do that. Not only that, but the continuity with the voice actress that yeah. was in the Magical Girl film actually working on the game and I then know. like freaking out and getting her autograph. Ah, oh, so cool. That was really, really good. Okay, we've skipped ahead a bit, so let's kind of jump back to the beginning. So first day uh, at work, the first skit kind of thing is just her learning how to make the models. We spoke about that a bit. Um, and getting locked out of the office. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she didn't have a key card and she needed to go pee. No. Nope. ID cards suck. Having a key card for a door or something, it's terrifying. I hate it. Because, I mean, what happens if you accidentally demagnetize the key card? Yeah. Like, oh my god. Okay, so I fucked up the gas card at work. Oh? Yeah, so I got a magnet on the back of my phone, so that way I can, you know, snap it to my dash whenever I get in and, like, run GPS and whatnot without having my phone in my hand, because, okay. you know, distracted driving is real bad. Yeah. Magnets will demagnetize cards. Okay. So it won't fuck up the chip, but if your card doesn't have a chip and the card swipes across a magnet, it fucks it up. Right. So the other day I was trying to put fuel in the van and I was like, oh, card's not working. Took it inside. Card's not working. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So we had to get a new one. And so we couldn't take deliveries for a little bit. That was fun. That was fun. Nice. Uh, Great times. I fucked up. Yeah. I've had a scan key, uh, like a key card that was like a, you know, those ones with like a brick, it's chunky and you hold it over a thing and it goes beep and then it lets you open the door. You know, that kind of thing. I've had Mm -hmm. one of those before. Um, oh. And that was horrible. Hated that. But I preferred it to having to put the key code in and then open the door because only managers got key cards. Everyone else had to type in the code and open the door. Mm-hmm. And if you got the code wrong, you could open the door without putting the code in. It didn't lock. It just set the alarm off, which is the most stupid thing. <laughs> I think it should have, like, a timed response. It Honestly, yeah. I just don't understand why it wasn't connected to a lock as well. Like, 
because obviously this was when I was working retail. Mm -hmm. So you're in a mall, in a busy store, in the middle of a Saturday, and some poor 16-year-old kid who's working at this retail store has just set the alarm off throughout the whole store because they got the key code wrong. And it wouldn't tell you if you go, right, it wouldn't be like a beep and then uh, it wouldn't do that. It would just like accept the code. And then if you open the door, the alarm would either go off or it wouldn't. It was the most stupid thing. Oh, technology. You gotta love it. Yeah, it was horrible. And then my key code, my key card was, was not very pleasant either. Basically that door was just the worst. Sounds like it. Yeah. And then I had at my previous job um, at the agency when I worked there, uh, I had a couple keys and uh, a, a swipey card as well for that, for the lift and the front door and then the office door. And then it was, ugh, I hate, I hate being responsible for things like that. It's horrible. So we can all take away from this that Blue hates responsibility. Facts. Honestly, facts. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, if I could just live in a farm, in a farm, on a farm, not in one. Uh, in a farm. Uh-huh. Yes, a, continue. In a cottage, on a farm, in the middle of nowhere, and only be responsible for my own livelihood and not have to worry about bills or or keys or anything, that would be that would be lovely. That would be great. We'll get there. We'll one get day. there one, one of these day. days. Okay. That's the dream. Right, yeah. Uh, episode two, the drinking party, adult drinking party. This was one of my favorite sketches. It's so dumb. Uh, oh, but the drinking age in Japan is 20, so she does not get drunk, but she has to deal with all of her co-workers being drunk. It's like the, uh, you're welcome to the company party for her. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's a really funny <laughs> Yes. So, did you watch the one at the end of episode 12 where Alba was helping Co home? <laughs> yeah. And then it just shows the security guard coming up to him. It's like, hey, what's going on? And then Nanachi comes walking up while they fucking M16 on her back. And the security guard's like, what? I lost my shit. I forgot that was on there. I couldn't breathe. I was like, these these damn adult parties. <laughs> she is one of my favorite characters, I think, because she is uh, com- she is the true straight man throughout the entire thing. I don't think you see her really crack a smile at all. Maybe once or twice at something cute. But, like, she is so blunt. It's hilarious. Yes. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, adult drinking party. That was fun. Also, I really wanted food. Oh, yeah. This made me want so much food. Also, I get what you say with the K-On vibes, because they were always snacking on something. Yeah. They and had the tea, tea in the middle of a hallway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Real good K-On vibes. Yeah. One thing I will say is that when Alba is making the the first NPC, the first villager that she makes, mm. and they show multiple times, they show uh, like a clip of the first sketch and then the second and then the third and the fourth every time that she gets sent back and has to adjust something. Mm-hmm. I know I don't, <laughs> I wasn't like I was sketching and doing other things whilst watching this anime. I'm not going to lie. But also I didn't notice differences between those. And maybe that was the point is <laughs> like that. They're so subtle differences that you have to have a game developer's eye or whatever to be able to see them. Well, I mean, am I just being dumb? Were there differences? 
there were like shading differences okay. and stuff added. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because they were talking about very subtle differences. That was part of the plot is that they were super subtle. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. But I was like, okay, well, maybe they're just really, really subtle differences. I just feel like maybe to prove a point, they might, I could have seen her do things like with the end, because they were talking about her expression being wrong throughout the whole thing. And I could have uh, seen something like her adding an extra highlight in the eyeball or something like the eyeball and he has the one highlight, but then they add the second highlight for the last thing. So it's like more of a dramatic visual difference for the end result. I don't know. But I mean, like she was like slowly making like subtle design tweaks. Like she was making the bow bigger and smaller working on the shading. Like there were, I there were like really good tweaks in there but then yeah i get what you're saying with the final product like maybe at least changing the face a bit more than yeah. what they did I, yeah i think the face is my biggest issue because she she's on the phone with her friend and she has this big revelation of like oh i need to add a personality and a backstory and i can do that through her facial expression and i can make the the backstory that i've got in my head come to fruition by applying it to her face now i know what to do and then they didn't really do it before and after. So you're going off of your memory and then it shows the face and I don't remember there being a difference. And I just remember thinking, oh, this was a real moment in the anime where they could have like done a bit more to have really made an impactful difference for the viewer. So what you're saying is you wanted her to turn the smile upside down to a frown. Yeah, I wanted her to add vampire teeth and elf ears and... Uh, blood dripping from the eyeballs and a freaking unicorn horn too, because why not? I mean, hey, that that sounds like the level of differences you're trying to get at here. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I just think it was one of those things where it was like the animation team was like, oh, subtle differences, and they were doing subtle differences, and the, the rest of the anima- te- animation team were like, yes, great. And then they released the anime, and as a pleb regular viewer, we can't really notice those differences. I don't know, I feel like maybe they should have got um, somebody from accounting to pop their head round and just be like, hey, what do you think of these transformations? And they could be like, what transformation? You know what I mean? I feel like it was just one of those things where an artist got a bit in their artist's head, if you know what I mean. Mm. Just my thought, just my opinion. If you saw the differences, then maybe it's, like I said, I was doing other things while watching, so they may have been more impactful to well, other people. you also got to think, like, you're in Oz art styles are two completely different things that's true so you and i are going to focus on two like completely different you know things whenever it comes to watching art be done especially digital art yeah i know nothing about digital art so i i get where you're coming from for sure and i do think like there are very slight differences yeah i noticed them just because i was like hardcore paying attention to that shit yeah because whenever it comes down to it, we've had this discussion before. Whenever it comes to art, I fucking hate drawing. Yeah. But I love shading. Yeah. Like, I can get down with some shading. So, like, subtle shading tweaks. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. So, completely off topic. However, I'm a, I'm going to go to left field for a second. Okay. Did you come out of this show with any ships? Oh, 100%. Um, yes. Yeah. 100%. Sorry, I had to ask because I was looking at the comments throughout this and i was like yes i'm here for the ships uh toyama and yagami yes uh-huh yeah 100 percent um alba and hifumi for me as well oh they would be cute yeah i also just like how towards the end where hifumi was just like oh maybe 
maybe if I feed her, she'll stay nice. And it's, <laughs> I was like, mood. Yeah, honestly. Though. <laughs> but also, she's like, are, are you the kind of person that whenever you get close to someone, you're, you're mean mm-hmm. to them? I don't. I don't want her to be mean to me. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't get closer to this. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I love it. Like, oh, my God. I love stuff like that. Yeah, I actually feel like she, secondarily to Alba, has the most character pro- progression. You do get mm-hmm. to see – I'm just going to pull up some names here. Yagami has a character progression towards the end. And Alba has consistent character progression in both maturing as a a young adult and art style throughout. So I think that's quite Mm -hmm. good. Some of the characters are a little bit flat, but they are supporting characters. So I'm not expecting everyone to have growth. That would be a whole lot. Um, Yeah, I think the ones that need growth have have a lot of it. I think it it kind of happens in spades, which I find is something that is quite rare for a slice of life, especially in this style. I find that some can, they, they, are like small stories and and so they don't tend to have a lot of development over time but this one i feel like checks all the boxes when it comes to that i feel like true slice of life animes have that character development yeah whereas sports slice of life animes do not for their supporting characters hmm. so i i think it kind of depends on you know what kind of true slice of life you're getting at here and that also depends on what sports anime you're getting here because haikyuu but haikyuu is a massive sports anime right. though so they have time to let their characters breathe if haikyuu only got one core do you think everybody would have got the character yeah, development that they had? Yeah, but even season one had development. Yes, between the main two characters and everybody else kind of like slowly poured in. But season one also had two cores. Well, also... Well... I'm trying to think of another sports anime, but my brain is fried because I'm in a different... Because All Out didn't have that. Let's see here. Dive certainly didn't fucking have Shush. that. Free had just a little bit. Free has quite, I don't know, first season, debatably. I mean, our main character had a lot of character development and then got set back very quickly towards the end there. I do remember that. Uh, Kurokonobasuke, not necessarily. At least between the two main characters. No, I'd say I'd say there's at least three characters in the first season that had a fair bit of growth. But it was also 25 episodes. Okay, fair. And now let's look at things like Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. 12 episodes, everybody was elevated. Is that a slice of life? Yes, it is. That is 100% of slice of life. Okay, then. Fair. You're lying, April. Okay, music doesn't Kids count. Kids on a slope. Music- uh, no, no, no. No, music doesn't you count. start that Because with me. music is solely based on emotion. Sport isn't based on emotion. But music is still slice of life. Whereas sports have their own specific category. Are they partial? Yes, but music is not its own category. It is just slice okay, of life. Okay, yeah, but sports anime categorize sport above slice of life. There's sport first, a slice of life second. So Exactly, but again, that's why I'm saying there's a difference between slice of life and X slice but of life. Also, K-On had a lot less character progression than this did. I don't feel like it was supposed to, though. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm saying that this has more character growth in it than other slice of lives based on this same structure but can you really compare this structure to k-on whenever it comes to that kind of development though and also i like how you're trying to make your general statement more specific well you're a butt (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was waiting for there we go (laughs) 
oh, it's been too long since I've gotten to give you shit. So here I am getting to interrogate you for the fun of everyone listening. It's been a while since I called you a butt. I have missed it very much. Honestly, that's just your nickname now. It's just butt. You know, I need to go in and like change my stuff on this. Hang on. I can do that. Hold up. Uh, Let's see here. What are you changing it to? Butthead Brad? All right, so if you look handily on the screen. <laughs> Your pronouns are butt. It was loaf of bread, so, you know. Oh, well, there you go. I, 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 can't be, I can't be real with this. No. Nobody else sees no, this. No, just <laughs> us. Oh, okay. I love it. Well, getting back to the shit. <laughs> uh, late for work, episode three. It's a very small storyline. I feel like most of that episode is just covering her going back over her villager again. Mm-hmm. Uh, paycheck, first paycheck. The stories of that were quite funny. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was like little, like not necessarily character growth, but character building. I guess like getting to know more about the characters and what they like. Yes, and I will say that this episode probably had the sweetest moment of the anime, in my opinion, when Alba uses her first paycheck to buy a cake to share with her family, um, as thanks for buying her suit and just like supporting her and and being a good family. Now, you see, I get that. However, I will raise you the ending scene between Alba and Co. With Alba being like, I will follow you to the ends of the earth if you do decide to become the art director. I found that very sweet. Okay, but also this is a sweet moment, plus there's cake involved, so I win. You see, you just want food. That's true. I know you at this oh, point. Oh, okay. Uh, debatably, also the moment where, um, what's her face that you just mentioned a name of, but I can't think of it, gets sick. Okay. Yeah, and then asks to be fed. That was also a very sweet moment. Yes. Also, just Ko and the AD's relationship together just makes me very happy. Yeah. Also, Ko, her dub actress is voiced by the same person who does Toka from Data Live, and that just makes me so happy. Yeah, Rin and Ko. Also, oh my god. Alba being voiced by Cowdy's voice actress. Yes. Uh, I fangirled so hard. I know you did. You sent me a message. Uh, of course. I, how could I not? Right. Anytime I have like a grand revelation like that, everyone must know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, when Rin gets sick and then Ko Fita. Those are the names that I was thinking of that couldn't find. Um. Yeah, for some reason I couldn't remember Rin's name. Yeah. Because I feel like she's... Like, so background supporty, and yet she's, like, so, like, she's prominent, but not too prominent. Like, she's not, like, co-prominent. Yeah, she's much more professional in the work environment, and therefore doesn't get up to as much shenanigans, which makes- She's work mom. Yeah, it makes perfect sense for the structure of the anime and for how everything's laid out and how much her character appears. So, um, but yeah, there there are, I think she's a fantastic juxtaposition- for Ko, uh, because mm-hmm. obviously Ko has a much more laid back, relaxed work attitude, but also her that is like her sort of adapting a personality because previously she was so strict and regimented. Mm-hmm. And so Rin is kind of like her stability while Ko is kind of figuring out what she's doing and how she's supposed to behave in the work environment and where she wants to go with her career. Rin is her her baseline. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's why I think their ship works so well. And even if you don't ship them, just their friendship works so well. Well, it's also one of those things, too, to where I definitely understand, like, 
Co having to have her opposite comparatively mm. because I know that were I ever to be put in a situation of like Co being like thrown into a position of management and then expectations being what they are because I know how hard you and I both work and so I can only imagine how it would be if we had people working for us and our expectations that would kind of be cast on them yeah just because of our work ethics so I totally like get that whole like growth process and everything that kind of came from that. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get it. Yeah. Also, Mozaku is best cat. <laughs> yeah, he's so tubby. <laughs> so cute. All he wants is snacks. And then what was it, episode ten where it kept like cutting back and forth between Mozaku and everything else. And so like whenever he's just like dangling his foot off the cat tree trying to get down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I could I could watch a whole like episode of just Mozaku shenanigans. Yes. And like I said, I, I don't think we should uh, go through necessarily all of the skits, but yeah, so uh, episode 7 is where uh, Umiko gets introduced and uh, the girls go to air the airsoft shooting range. I think that is probably one of my favourite moments in the anime because it's so odd. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's one of my favourite characters, like I said before, she's just so random oh 100 like just a fantastic character and also a fantastic foil for alba and nanichi shenanigans more specifically nanichi yes and nervous nurse also happens that episode mm-hmm. uh episode eight nene takes up the part-time job at the company and mm-hmm. then uh, she he eats ko's pudding <laughs> And everything kind of gets really blown out of proportion for that, but also terrifying. But also, don't don't eat somebody else's pudding. She didn't man. see the name on it. Open her eyes. It, it was a mistake. The way you say that makes it sound like you've eaten something that belonged to someone else before. I actually haven't because I've never had a company fridge. I'm talking about like at home or something like that. Oh, at home, it's, there's there's no no names on things. You eat what's there, and if somebody else didn't eat it, then that's their fault. They were late to it. Uh huh. Yeah. See, see, it's like you are speaking from personal experience. <laughs> well, that's everybody in my family. We don't. I don't. Do you have a family that writes your name on things? No. However, it is at least you know nice to ask for things before you just decide to nom them. If I, yeah, yeah, no, my family is just the first person who gets there is who eats it. If you're not fast enough, it sucks to be you. I've hid things in my bedroom because of that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of food, whilst we're on the topic, so I don't know if you caught any of the stream of me trying everything that you sent. Oh no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I missed it. I was so mad. So I have updates mm-hmm. on things. Mm-hmm. Ketchup potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like them? Oh, they're so bad. Like, they don't, they smell like ketchup. They do not taste no, like ketchup. they don't ketchup. taste anything like ketchup. They taste like vinegar with, like, a slight hint of pickle. Like, it's real weird how they taste. Yeah. You, you want to know how much I did not like them? How much? My chat for the rest of the stream. So, I have a channel points redemption. Yeah. That is no cursing. And... So my chat kind of gets to pick the punishment on that sometimes if I have something I can be punished with. Right. My punishment, by the time the end of the stream came around, I had to eat three chips for every cuss word I dropped anytime they redeemed the no cursing. That's funny. 
Oh, it was so bad. I was not a happy boy. That's funny. I uh, I will have to share with my Canadian fellows that Americans do not like ketchup crisps then. <laughs> However, beans on toast, delicious. Good. Beans by themselves, eh. Eh, it's the toast that makes it. It really is. Like I, Because I tried the beans by themselves. Like I had them heated up, chilling on my desk, waiting for the stream to start. Yeah. And so I nommed a bite and I was like, eh. I don't really notice a difference between that and like American baked beans. Yeah. If anything, the British beans might be a tad bit more like acidic or tomatoey. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's just a tad. It was just enough to where I noticed it, but not enough to where I was like, I hate these. Mm-hmm. Which it's funnily enough that, you know, ketchup, tomatoes. Right. Yeah. Just, uh, anyway. But for some reason, I put it on toast, and I was like, oh, my God, this went from, like, a six to, like, an eight and a half. Yeah, it makes the difference. Yeah. So uh, the main difference, I think, between British beans and American beans is the amount of preservatives in. There are different laws in Europe where, like, different products are banned. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a different level of preservatives. And also, I'm fairly certain that American beans have a level of beef in them, whether it's like a beef oil or flavoring or something. It makes them a little bit meatier, which takes out the um, the tang of the tomato that you get in the mm-hmm. uh, in the in the British beans. Well, I think our baked beans are more kind of a like uh, pork style pork, thing, okay, not yeah. necessarily beef, but yeah, a little bit more. Okay, pork. I knew they were meaty, and I feel like yours tend to be a little bit smokier as well. Uh, maybe yeah. i think it depends on the flavor though like what kind because we have just a vast multitude of yeah. bean flavors well, you got, have, i should have sent you maple beans i doubt you have those i would have actually we do do you okay well then but however if you had you would have caught so much shit i'm honestly surprised there was not a bottle of maple syrup i tried, in that care I tried package. to get you maple flat and maple leaf bottle of maple syrup because they do sell those and they're like tourism things and you can only really get them in tourist shops and it was just mm-hmm. canada day so they were selling them um a couple of months ago it was canada day so i was like oh maybe if i go to like the clearance section of something they might they might have one and they didn't and i was sad so Aww. i tried but on the bright side i now have a canada mug that will sit on my desk yeah. forever <laughs> but uh by the way blueberry tea not bad not bad not bad now the tea crackers on the other hand those were fantastic they were rich teas right yes yeah okay so there's a thing about rich teas uh-huh. they are the perfect tea biscuit that's that's just how they have been described by everybody they are the perfect tea biscuit and they are imported from britain they don't make them out here you have to get them imported Mm-hmm. So they sell them in, in special places. And there's one place in Red Deer that sells them um, called London Drugs. I don't know if they have it in America. I don't know. It's just a drugstore. Uh, but the chain is London Drugs. And they sell rich teas. And they are always sold out the day they are stocked. And they're either bought by a British family or a Chinese family. And it's because who drinks the most tea in the world? Probably. If it's not Brits. Probably the Chinese. So, we, but the whole world, the whole tea drinking world, has kind of dubbed them as the perfect tea biscuit. And so, uh, yeah, they're always they're always snavelled. Oh well, they were fantastic. Yeah. I enjoyed them very much. Good. We're we're not going to talk about perhaps maybe or maybe not soiling them by dipping them in the tea. No, that's good. You're supposed to. 
Oh, hey, looky there. See, I I did good. You did good. Yeah. And so they turned into like a little gaming snack for the next couple of days where I played Siege. I was just sitting there just nom, nom, yeah. nom, nom, nom. That's the thing with them is you don't realize how many you're eating until they're gone. And you go, oh, geez, I just ate a whole packet in one sitting. Yeah, I was like, I probably shouldn't have gone through those so quickly. But I was like, that's yeah, probably a good thing yeah. because they're just chilling on my desk. So they, they could do, have went stale. They do go stale quite quick. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're supposed to dip them. They're one thing, they're quite dangerous when you dip them because they go soggy very quickly. Yeah, I also noticed that. Yeah. But one thing I, so you know what they remind me what? of? Uh, do y'all have Ritz up there? Yeah. So they taste very reminiscent of Ritz. Just Ritz are a little bit saltier. Okay. Because I guess because they have the salt on the outside. But if you got rid of the salt, they taste exactly the same. Huh. Like if you had like a like slightly fluffier Ritz. Yeah. A fluffier, sweet Ritz. I mean, Ritz are sweet, That's but true. they just have a little bit of salt on the and outside. And get rid of the cheesy dust. Excuse me? <laughs> do your Ritz not have cheesy dust? No. No, they do not. Oh. <laughs> I'm learning so much about Canada, and we get shit for putting cheese and sugar and then you on have everything. Those, you have those Ritz that are like the Ritz cracker, and then the cheese, the sh- you know, the gross, like basically canned cheese, and then another Ritz cracker, and it's like a cheese sandwich, and it's kind of oh, like, an like Oreo. the cracker packs. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about with those. Yeah, those. yeah now that's different. Yeah, no, yeah we, we have like have the regular those. Ritz without the cheese dust, but then I think we do have ones that have cheese dust, and then we have spicy Ritz, and then we also have, I think, dill Ritz as well. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I hate dill. Like ranch Me is my least favorite dill. thing on the planet. It's so <laughs> yeah. I don't like I don't like the spice. So I don't like dill pickles or dill on food. I don't I don't like the herb. Like the herb is mm-hmm. is not yeah, nice. I'm, I'm not a fan. I feel like dill is the reason why I hate ranch mm. so much. Other than ranch, also just feels like it makes my arteries want to clog mm. because the amount of like mayonnaise and cream that goes into it. Ranch is quite hard to find as a vegetarian because a lot of them have anchovy oil in them. Oh, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Liam Perry's mm. Worcestershire sauce also has anchovy oil in it. So mm-hmm. I have to go with compliments and off-brand. <laughs> off-brand Worcestershire sauce because, yeah, oh. it's not veg. And speaking of things that make my arteries want to clog, so at the last job, there is a super, super nice Hispanic lady that worked at the other end of the plaza in front of the Mexican grocery store. Mm-hmm. Every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, from like daylight to dark, she would be outside of there selling out of the back of her van homemade tamales mm. and street corn. But her street corn was not on the cob. It was in a cup. Okay. And so what she would do is that if you ordered the cup, it was five bucks or I think for y'all like seven bucks. And what it is is she would take a giant scoop of corn throw it in a styrofoam cup and then get her jar of mayonnaise and just and it's like some like mayonnaise spice mixture thing Mm -hmm. either way not not good for you by any shape of the imagination like whatever she would just sit there go i could just immediately feel my arteries clog something that tastes so good should also not make me want to vomit because of how bad it is for you that's, that's but it's so good. That's one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna be excited about living in a city for, and hopefully when COVID restrictions lift, is street food. I haven't had street food in so long. Oh, yeah. I, 
The only kind of street food I just really, really want, I want takoyaki so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want good takoyaki. You know what I miss from the UK? At Christmas time, mm-hmm. they used to make chestnuts in the street. Mm-hmm. And I miss that. I miss walk. I don't even think we really got them very often. They, I remember them being quite expensive because they were like a tourist attraction thing. Mm-hmm. But I remember like walking, oh, and the German sausage market. There was, a, not that I could eat them now, but yeah, there was a huge German sausage market with the, uh, obviously Germans would all come up to Britain at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and sell all of their wares. I remember that. It's always smelled Ooh. so good. Oh, I bet. Mm. You know what I kind of want to try just for shits and giggles? What? Toasted cashews. Hmm. Because I love cashews. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a like growing up thing because out in the barn, like Papa always had a giant tin of cashews. Mm-hmm. And that was just kind of the thing. Like we'd sit out there, we'd watch TV, watch NCIS or some shit, and just snack on cashews. Yeah. And so I fucking love cashews, but they are so expensive. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of want to take those and like toast them just to try them. I think I've had I think I've had roasted cashews before. I'm I'm just curious how they would be because I cashews are smoother. like fantastic and sweet and salty. Yeah, I think I think if you I think they just kind of like goes a bit mushy and smooth. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Can't really remember. Hmm. And so on the note of like toasting and or smoking things. So I smoked my second pork loin last weekend. Okay. And it's so much better than the first. Your boy did good. I'm super proud of myself. Yay. Yeah. I love improvement, but this was like drastic improvement. Like I could have entered this bitch in like a cooking contest. Cool. Good. Yeah. It was delicious. It was fantastic. I love smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take that out of context, children. (laughs) Also, children, if you're listening to this, why? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this it, is rated PG-13, the anime, and our podcast is probably at least that. rated E for explicit. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like at least that, at least a PG-13. Okay. Yeah, how, how many F-bombs have I? Uh, no, this is well beyond PG-13, because PG-13, you're only allowed one F-bomb, and I think I've dropped at least 12 well, since the start of this podcast. Fuck, fuck, fuck. There we go. Oh, don't go. Oh. 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 <laughs> we are definitely not PG-13 now. Who are you and what have you done with Blue? I don't know. <laughs> I am your friend. I am somewhat French, somewhat something else. No one will know. <laughs> oh my God, what is I just kind of sound like a gremlin. I am French oh, no. gremlin. Also Eastern, <laughs> North, so- Eastern European. <laughs> In some some way. So, I don't know. I could maybe be a a Austin Powers character. I I like how your accent just, like, slowly started twisting there at the end to, like, bring out the English. Honestly, I don't know. Don't know. Oh, my God. I love it. We still have more anime to cover. Okay. Do we? Yeah. Bathhouse in the Middle of the Night. Boo. Oh, that's Uh, right. That's the thing. uh, Yeah, that was okay. I mean, it it was a bathhouse plot. It was for plot. Uh, and then uh no keijo is plot for plot okay yeah that's true but this that uh, that was for plot like let's be real also that bare sleeping bag i want one get it i want it has legs you know what i found out what they have liquid cooled beds mate what like, like computer systems liquid cooling yes i think it's just water Instead of like liquid coolant, it's just however, a 70s water it's like bed. chilled water, and so it can either heat it up or chill it. 
but it runs through in tubes. Oh, okay. So it's not like a waterbed. Like it, it runs, it runs like a PC cooling system. Like, um, I don't know how much it costs, but I want it because I'm such a hot natured person. Like an astronaut. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was like in spacesuits. They have like fluid that runs through them to keep the limbs warm and stuff. Or maybe that's, no, I think it's the air. Yeah, no, um, that's bike races. Suits have airbags in like shoulder pads and elbow airbags. Huh? (laughs) For um, motorbike races, they have special suits they put on where they have airbags in like the elbows and wrists and shoulders and hips and and back and and knees and butt and stuff. So like if they land, only specific airbags will go off. So then if they like fall off land and tumble, depending on how they land, different airbags will go off to protect them. Oh my god, that's handy it, as hell. Really that cool. should be like readily available for people. Yeah, I don't know if it's read, ready for public stuff, but I do know. Well, at least last I heard of it was being talked about or being used in professional race car race motorbike sports. I don't know. It's been my dad's into it. I overheard it. Don't come at me. Is what I'm going at. Um, <laughs> or do in the comments. Just at her. Okay, so much. fine. Yeah, come at me. I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty clear that I know practically nothing about it but have heard about it and then in astronauts suits they have liquid cooling throughout the suit Mm -hmm. and then i just got confused as to whether which one did which and then i was like yes because an astronaut needs airbags and a motorbike racer needs liquid cooling that's how that works so (laughs) you you know what sure why not why not yeah i figured it out in the end okay uh box of donuts too many don't can you ever have too many they had too many donuts I can have too many donuts because sweets make me sick. That's true. I feel like in my head I go, can you have too many donuts? And then I eat three and I'm so done. And I mean like those tiny little ones that you get that are coated in sugar when you're at a fair. Mm-hmm. I'll have three of those and I'm done. One regular you mean, donut. You mean funnel cakes? No, like the mini donuts. You you guys have donuts at the fair? <laughs> yeah. It's... Our fairs, you get funnel cakes. No, I see funnel cakes only exist in America. Um yeah, no, they're, it, they're like... It's like hash browns, but... Yeah, no, that's only donuts. That's only an American thing. <laughs> the hell? Yeah. You, you mean you guys don't like powder sugar-covered hash browns? No, because we have... hash browns made out of dough? Because we have mini donuts. But we also have those. You can get them at Dunkin's or the fucking no, but Tim Hortons when you're at a fair, they're fresh made in front of you. And they're hot and delicious. And sometimes you have chocolate syrup to dip them in. And some, I think they serve them at Boston Pizza. Um, but also, well, we can go get that at Krispy Kreme. Whenever the lights on, if the lights are on, you know the fucking Krispy Kreme only exists in America. Uh, still, we have it. We have fresh donuts that are made before well, us. We can even watch them glaze them. They have, have like little glazing machines that just go. You have just taken away all of the magic of getting fresh, fair donuts. So you had to create something to replace it. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, but ours are chains. Y'all have to wait for the fair. All we have to do is wait for the bright ass red yeah, neon get, like, light Timbits to go on. Tim's and or like regular. No, we software. can't get that. We 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 go okay, get fine. Timbits. Uh, oh yeah, because you call them donut holes. Yeah, the donut middles. Yeah, we don't have that. We have Timbits. I don't know what sounds worse. <laughs> Timbits <laughs> sounds worse. No, I don't know. Donut holes sounds pretty bad too. <laughs> They're both pretty bad. Sorry, children. <laughs> like we said, they shouldn't be listening to this. No. I'm just glad it's not Tim's uh. bits. <laughs> the, the lack of the S works works in our favor. 
Because right. if it was Tim's bits and we were looking at a thing of balls, then that would be... That's a bit much, I think. <laughs> Mr. Horton, we did not ask for that. <laughs> oh. But yeah, Timbit. So yeah. Uh, so donuts, sleepless nights, Alba, Nanachi get into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that a poem? Was it a poem? <laughs> it rhymed. I'm trying a new thing where I'm trying to be a rapper. Oh. I'm trying to be a TikTok rapper. <laughs> oh, my my career is obviously very failing. It, however, yeah. okay, fantastic, brilliant. <laughs> We're not delirious, I promise. Oh, I'm so tired. Okay, uh, fairy story three, episode eleven. This is second to last one is coming out. Yes, uh, they get shit printed in a magazine. It's coming out. They're all excited, finishing up fire products. Nene has a tearful where fell because where I told you not delirious farewell. Um, because her part-time job's coming to an end and they're not going to rehire because they're outsourcing in the future. And she, yeah, gets um, a card to be like, oh, maybe I'll uh, contact these. I don't know. I'm. It's fine. Okay, yeah, they release shit into a magazine. Cole <laughs> gets dressed up cute for an interview. Oh, that's so adorable. She looks I love sweet. that little bit. Because she's only, what, 25, right? Something like that. Yeah, she's only 25, if I can remember from the first episode. And, um, yeah, she looks very sweet. Very Japanese fashion. Very cute. Episode 12. The girls get together to buy their own special edition, limited edition copy of Fairies Story 3 as it goes on sale. And then they're big... They spoil the game. They, they spoil it so bad because their big mouths do not keep anything shut. And I would have been fuming if I was in that crowd. Oh, my God. Fuming. I would have been, too. Yeah. Like that. But at the same time, I also would have been like, oh, hey, look, it's the people that made the game. Yeah, I feel like of all of the ways to get it spoiled, that is probably the best way to get it spoiled is to be spoiled by the game developers themselves. Right. So... I would still be fuming, but also it would be a good story to tell once you got past the aggravation. Right? Like, oh my god, I had the game spoiled for me by the people that made it. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. So it could have been worse, but also don't spoil things for people. It's why we specifically have so many spoiler warnings all over our episodes. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why we got spoiler chicken hats made. Yeah, put them on, my guy. Yeah. Those will be available in the merch shop. Never. <laughs> hey, don't say never. Maybe one day. Yep, maybe one day. Honestly, though, I would love that. Yes. And then they have a wrap-up party for the whole team, all of the teams, everyone involved, because obviously we're only kind of dealing with, like, the art team, the mo motion team, and a bit of the programming team, but we don't actually get to see anyone else pretty much who works on the project except the voice actor and a couple of the higher-ups but like that's it it's it's focused very small on a very small section of the company so um yeah there's like so many more people so you get this big party and you get to see kind of everyone involved even if they're just background folk mm -hmm. Carl has a speech at the thing where um she thanks everyone and it kind of shows her growth from when she was previously 
the art director or whatever, she gets asked to be the art director for the next project. And there's a bit of tension, but Alba goes in and is like, oh, I really like think you're amazing. And then they make up. Everyone's happy. Good time. And I, I want to know who won those damn PZ2s or whatever they were. I mean, PZ4s or PG. PS4s. Yeah, <clears throat> I want to know who won them because they were advertising them as the, the raffle first prize, the grand prize of the raffle, and then skipped away. Yeah, but I mean, Nanachi got an M16, although apparently an AK-47 would be much more suiting for <laughs> Such a dumb joke. Oh, it was so dumb, but at the same time, I'm like, it's fitting. I love this yeah. so much. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end. That's it. I give it like an eight. I think that's fair. I'm going to give it... um Because I do, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Damn it, Blue. I know, right? I have to be under you. I have to, have to be a half a point below. Uh, nothing has changed. Right. Next time you pick a topic, I'm going to make sure to do that shit to you, too. <laughs> oh, wait. I did do that with Dive. You did. What did I give it? A zero? Something like that. You gave it like a negative four at the end or something. Yeah, I feel like the more you talked, the more I just kept looking. You're just like, oh yeah, that's a good point as to why I should deduct a thing. Get rid of a point. Oh, that's like another good point as to why. And I'm like, all of these good points as to why you should deduct points stays at my hardcore like nine out of ten because I'm just passionate about it. For no reason. Completely biased. <laughs> Oh my God. So just like we need to it. cover like our like four best for like our two year anniversary, we also need to cover like our four worst. Oh my God. I honestly, I don't want to. You're right. I don't want to either. I don't. But like redoing something like Bunny Girl Senpai and like the first season of Dr. Stone or something would be cool. You know what we should <laughs> but do? But I don't want to have to rewatch Dive. It would be funny what? if we, which would probably end up being Dive, but if we watched the excluding movies. Highest drop rate and lowest drop rate back to back. Yeah, I could at see. At the it. end of two years. Sure, why not? Yeah. Although that would end up being Jujutsu Kaisen and something else. I don't know. We'll have to go through. I'll have to finish the rest of the drop rates on everything else because I feel like there could be a chance that it's something. I don't know. Something else. I'm. I'm I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer are like my top two for lowest drop rates. That's what like, you think. Like, I guarantee it. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, you know what I might do is I might go through on our spreadsheet and turn all of the movies in their drop rate column to a different color, just so that we can eliminate them when looking through quickly. Sure. Yeah. I also need Tree to hurry up and accept my fifty dollars and start like going through and getting all of our ratings right? at the end of things. Yeah. Well, I can put in ours of uh, today. Sure. Why not? Because I know what these are. <laughs> an eight and a seven. An eight and an eight. Boo, I've already written 7.5. Ha! How dare. Ha! How dare. You just do this shit to spite me now. Sometimes. I see how just it is. Just for funsies. Sometimes my ass. <laughs> okay, but I think that is everything. Yeah. I enjoy this. It's good to be back in the swing of things. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good for the shenanigans. I have missed it very much. Mm-hmm. Me too. Don't lie to me. No, I have. I genu- I have genuinely missed this. This makes everything feel like so much more normal doing this. <laughs> it does. Oh my god, it's felt so weird. Like not for the past two weeks, I haven't had to watch any anime. No. So I've been like, I felt lost. Yeah. Like I felt like a, the structure of my week has been like thrown into a void. Yeah. 
Although it's been nice because I don't feel pressured to record the fucking or like edit the podcast in like a two day span. I actually had a full week <laughs> to do the shit. Yeah. But who knows what the schedule in the future holds at this point. We'll see. We'll see. So if you like the voice that accompanied me this week, Blue, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. Lavender spelt with A because she has to be different. Mm-hmm. The, the, also, Instagram for Dog Tilly at Best Tilly Bean for Best Doggo Photos. She is actually on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender, but she never streams. Yes. And if you like Brad, you can find him at Brad Carter Gaming on pretty much all the socials. And be sure to check him out on Twitch because he does stream. Drop him a follow. And maybe you'll get to see him try more Canadian slash British treats in the future. Yeah, continue to send me snacks and I will continue to punish myself and others because I also had my friends and family try the chips and they also were not pleased that's funny uh but yeah i will i'll have to send you maybe a prawn cocktail flavored crisps from the uk oh and uk salt and vinegar because they taste different interesting and maybe if i can uk cream soda because that is also different from america cream soda Uh Mm aha i bet you can send that uh Boo. <laughs> Boo. But yes, okay, if you want to follow the both of us, though, or the podcast on the socials, you can do so at BNB Anime. We're BNB Anime across all platforms, so be sure to drop us a follow wherever you're at and hit us up in those DMs for any answers to our questions that we've asked throughout the episodes or just to send us memes or something. We love that, too. Uh, we're also on YouTube at BNB Anime, and we have a website which is www.bnbanime.com, where we have all of our episodes already archived, along with download buttons and links to your favorite listening platforms if you wish to download them directly to there. We also have a comment section on there. We have behind the scenes, we have info on both Brad and I, links to our IMDb pages if you're curious about our voice acting stuff. We have friends of the podcast, art stuff on there, loads of different stuff on that website. So be sure to check it out if you're curious but i think that is everything so thank you all so much for listening blue and i greatly appreciate it next week laid back camp season two so break out your blankets and campfires and bring out your s'mores because it's time to get cozy once again mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, i'm excited to see the beautiful scenery and see our quartet go back camping i couldn't think of the right word i wanted to say quintuplets but then i'm like no that's a different anime <laughs> it's a different anime entirely yep oh but until then we'll catch y'all next time Bye-bye. bye bye